You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein. Today I have with me Amber and Mike Lee. Welcome. Hey, hey Jamie. How are you? Good to be here. I'm so excited to be doing this with you guys. It's You guys are probably my like my third or fourth couple in three years. So I love interviewing couples. Um, But the cool thing about Amber and Mike is that they both are in the love field individually. Yes. Although we help each other a lot, but yes, separately. (laughs) So you're both in the love field and they have an amazing relationship. So the way that we're going to do the show is we're going to interview who wants to go first. Okay, I'll go first. So Amber's going to go first. Then we're going to talk about Mike's job. They're both so fascinating. And then we're going to talk about their relationship and their secrets and their keys to lasting, amazing love. So one second while I just get up the their bios and we will go through them so you guys can learn a little bit about them and then we'll get into all about them. So Amber Lee is the co-founder and CEO of Select Date Society. She is a luxury matchmaker with over 23 years of expertise in making meaningful connections. Amber is recognized as the go-to matchmaker for successful executives, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and politicians. She has been featured in Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, Cosmopolitan, and more. And her website is selectdatesociety.com, which we will go over Again, and we'll keep plugging away all your stuff. And Mike Lee is a celebrated speaker and relationship coach. He is the founder and facilitator of Making Men, a mentoring group for at-risk boys in public schools. Mike lost his vision at the age of 24, and he shares his own story of overcoming adversity to inspire others to reach their full potential. Mike is known for his generous spirit and great sense of style. He says, this life is for the living and tries to exemplify that every single day. And his website is MikeLeeInspires.com. And I just want to mention also that Mike is a, he officiates weddings, which we're going to get into that. Also, a wedding officiator. Is that what you're called? Absolutely. A wedding officiant. You got it. Okay, cool. Now about the two of them together. So Amber and Mike have been together since 2010. They enjoy spending time with their friends and family, including their daughter, Jalen, and miniature schnauzer, Marlo. They have a passion for travel and exploring together. They have just moved to Puerto Rico, where they both run their businesses remotely. The couple has been featured in Marie Claire and the New York Times. Their mission is to help singles find love and to help couples keep love. And I'm sensing I just got this hit of you together writing a book or doing something. I don't know if you've done that yet, but I, I see that in your future. It's coming. It's yeah, coming. Mike definitely needs to write a book, but maybe together too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, good. Um, keep me updated. You guys can come back on the show and we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Amber, tell us about your matchmaking. Um, maybe if you have some success stories you want to you want to tell us about, or how you got into this work. Just you know, anything to inspire the audience and potentially get some new clients. Sure. Yeah, I will say probably the most inspiring uh, thing that sets my company apart is our founder story. So the way that Select Date Society came about. So uh, like you mentioned in the bio, I've been in the industry for 23 years. 
Sandra Myers, who's the co-founder of Select Date Society, has been in the industry for 26 years. So combined, we have like half a century of experience. Um, we worked for a lot of the same companies and we always like talked on the side about how we could do it better. We were always like, you know, we, we have more success with our individual clients than the big corporations we are working for. And so we always played around with this idea of actually going into business together, but we never took action. And I think that's like a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Like we have big ideas, but it's like taking action is what make it, makes it happen. Mm -hmm. And so um, last year in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, it was actually Mother's Day. And Mike and I were driving while well, I was driving. Um, my, <laughs> Mike's legally blind. He doesn't drive. Um, I was driving. His mother is sitting in the passenger seat. Mike and our daughter, Jalen, were in the back seat. And um, I had just turned 40 and had no health issues. And all of a sudden, I had a sudden cardiac arrest where my heart stopped. I literally just died. Um, my foot was on the gas. I drove over four lanes of traffic and hit a brick home head on. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank God everybody except for me was okay. Um, thank God my family was all okay. Mike had to pull me from the vehicle. There was like shrubbery surrounding the door to, you know, really get me out of there. Um, somebody passing by stopped and performed CPR and they were able to use a defibrillator to restart my heart. Oh. Now, yeah, Jamie, this isn't scary for me how it sounds because I don't remember any of it. Um, I just remember a few days later, I woke up in the hospital and was told what happened. And I just like right away, I had this, I can't even describe it, but this sense of purpose, like life is short. We're going to do all the things we talked about. So we moved to Puerto Rico. Uh, we're getting married in December. We've been together for over a decade. We always talked about maybe getting married, but now we're doing it. Um, and I and starting a business. I told Mike from the hospital that I'm like, bring me my computer. I need to call Sandra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. we got to get to work. And yeah. so we did. Um, so that's probably like the most unique thing about the industry. I really feel like um, Sandra and I are in it for the right reasons. And we look back at the last year and a half since we co-founded this company together. We have um, several engagements. We have so many happy couples. And I really think that like, if that wouldn't have happened, I wonder if these people would have ever met. So yeah. it's kind of cool to think about. Wow. Well, I'm a very spiritual person and I believe that everything is all planned out and it literally could not have happened any other way. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that, although you don't remember it, so it's okay. Yeah. But yes, like it was all lined up and that needed to happen to you for the gifts that you got out of it and then also for what happened to other people. But I, what I especially love is that in life, sometimes, you know, we need these wake up calls to realize that life is short and to start taking action because that action is so genuine and we know that it's going to help people. So it's just beyond important to whatever that wake up call is to answer the call and take action. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And even with matchmaking clients, like there's always a reason to put it off, right? Like women always want to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. you know, men want to make sure that they're really financially secure before they focus on their love life. And it's like, don't put it off. Take action today, whatever your dream is. If that dream is falling in love and having a great relationship, like life is way too short to wait next year until things are different. 
Yeah, that's reminding me. I have a client right now and she's a new client and we're just going over the beginning of the, the journey of manifesting love. And she sent me an email the other day and she said, can I go on a date? Like while we're still like in the middle of this, you know, we're like, and I was like, yes, it's it's good to be in the field. Like let's jump in because experiential experience, that's mm-hmm. how we, that's how we learn. So yes, go on that date. And I, I'm, I have a session with her later on today. So I'll let you guys know how the date went. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> so um, can you tell us about, um, so you kind of mentioned briefly, you know, that you started this business and you have some successful clients. Can you tell me more specifically about someone that came to you? They were like, oh my God, is it going to happen? And then you fixed them up and it happened. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite couples right now, Rachel and Travis. Um, well, Rachel knew it was going to happen because she's like, I know, I, I always talk about them. I <laughs> yeah, love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Rachel, like she's so, she's a boss. Like she definitely goes after what she wants. So I had no doubt I was going to find her her person. Um, when I introduced her to Travis, he, so she's really outgoing. Like she gets things done, right? She's a big ideas person. And Travis is much more like the engineer brain, like much more introverted, really cool guy, really super smart, but just more reserved. And so after their first date, I was so excited to hear how it went. And she said to me, like, he's a really nice guy, but you know, maybe a little too nerdy, or I just don't know, maybe he's trying too hard to impress. This is what she said. She said, maybe he's trying too hard to impress me. I said, it's a first date. That's a good thing. You should be trying yeah. to impress you. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what men do. And so she she really kind of blew him off for like a month and he did all the right things. He just, he kept calling consistently, not overboard, like not desperately, but he was just very consistent, um, told her he'd love to take her out again. And then all of a sudden, like a month later, I called her and I was like, hey, I have this guy for you to meet. And she's like, oh, I don't need to meet anyone else. Like I'm seeing Travis. And I'm like, what? And so she told me the backstory of how they ended up going out a second date and a third date and a fourth date. And um, she was in, she was living in South Carolina. He's in Chicago. She's moved to Chicago um, with him. And actually now they're planning on moving out to Denver together because they've always dreamed about living in Colorado. And they're just, I always use her as an example of sometimes people prejudge each other on a first date and no one's the real self. Mike will tell you this. Like on absolutely. our first date, he yeah. said I was absolutely nuts. Um, she still <laughs> he is. was saying you were nuts, but he was himself. Absolutely. We'll <laughs> get nobody, into that. Yeah. People are nervous on a first yeah. date, right? Like nobody is really their true self. Like they're, you know, they're their representative. They're trying to impress you. They're mm-hmm. trying to be on their best behavior. They're guarded. And so you really have to give somebody a second or third date to mm-hmm. really see who they are and see if there's a connection there. And so I think that's just a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. My husband always says that with TV shows, you have to give it three times. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's so same. just like with dating, yeah. it is important. And yeah. a lot of things that I work with my clients on, which I'm guessing you do too, is, is intuition. You know, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes people go on way too many dates when they knew after three that in their heart that it wasn't going to work out, that this person wasn't right for them. So there is a really, there's a fine line between like giving someone a chance. And then like, when you really have that knowing that it's not the right one for you. Absolutely. I agree with you, Jamie, you have to listen to your gut and listen to your intuition. But at the same time, you also have to realize that like, you don't know somebody after one date, right? Unless there's something, yeah, unless there's something like really like off with that person, you should always give it a second date. Absolutely. And I'd say 
three unless they're like a murderer, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. You're right. You're right. You know, I I feel a lot of times just listening to that, I think there sometimes is a juxtaposition of giving someone a chance and giving love a chance too. I think there are a lot of, a lot of people and Amber will tell you this, that that sabotage themselves because they're afraid to be loved and afraid to be in love. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure you've dealt with that with some of your clients as well. So I guess it's Amber's job and my job to kind of break down those, peel back those layers and, you know, that love shine through for sure. Yes. I love that, that you're giving love a chance, having your heart open and the walls are down. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So looking at the time, um, Amber, is there anything else you want? Why don't you talk about your business in terms of like how you work with clients if anybody wants to reach out to you and then we can move into Mike and then we can move into both of you. Yeah. Yeah. So we are a high-end matchmaking firm, a luxury matchmaking firm. We work with a select number of clients at a time. So we're not like a big franchise um, dating service. We're not working with 200 people at a time. The clients that we work with, we work our butts off to find them their person. And so we're not a dating service. We're not just throwing people out on dates. Our mission is really to find them their person. Um, so definitely we work with relationship-minded individuals and our clients are amazing. You know, they not only are they high income earners and smart and attractive and all the good things, but they're really good people. Um, that's probably why I'm so passionate about my work is because I just get to interview Produce amazing singles to each other. Um, so yeah, for more information, you can go to selectdatesociety.com. We're on all the social media the same. Um, and then we don't work with everyone. So, you know, if you're single and you're interested in working with a matchmaker, you know, we would definitely love to talk with you. If it's not the right fit, we're very, very upfront with everyone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if we're not right for you, we'll point you in the right direction. So somebody that maybe wouldn't be right would be somebody who um, maybe is like you said, not in it for the right reasons, as opposed to being. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a player, if you're a good looking guy out in LA, just looking to date models and actresses and, you know, not really serious about finding a genuine like life partner, you're probably not our person, but there's other matchmakers out there that you might do really well with. So I can, I mean, I've been in the business forever. I always like to send people to the right place if we're not right for them. And you have to use your intuition when you are figuring out which clients are really going to be aligned with your services. Absolutely. I think the biggest um, part of my job, what I do for clients is really protect them. And so just looking out for their best interests. It's so funny. Like a lot of singles are so afraid of like hurting someone's feelings or like they see the good in people because, you know, they just, and that's great that you're a positive person and see the good in people. But I always tell people like my job is to just put up the wall and not even let you get in front of the wrong person. So that, cause some people have a pattern of just getting involved in bad relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my job's really to protect clients. And um, so we don't work with everyone. Okay. And so, and so it's select society selectdatesociety.com on Instagram, on Facebook, on everything. LinkedIn. Yep. Okay. And LinkedIn. Okay. Wonderful. So, um, Mike, can you tell us, um, tell us about you, your career and your inspiration and how you work with people? Um, it's a lot. So I'll try to compress it. So, um, um, basically a part of when you ask me what I do, I'll tell you, um, I'm a motivational speaker, right? Um, with that comes life coaching, which comes couples coaching, which comes being an efficient um, and bringing people together for love. But 
all of that came out of me being a, a motivational speaker and also came out of pain too. Um, but there's, there's purpose in my pain. And that's what led me to where I am now in my life. I was shot in the face when I was younger. I was shot in the face at the age of 12. Mm. Um, I lost the vision out of one eye at that point. After that, um, went to high school, played basketball in Hampton, Virginia, ended up going to Hampton University. Um, my, my, and, and this, uh, you'll appreciate this too. My major was psychology. So okay. it, it was my, my life's mission to become a child psychologist, right? Um, my first job outside of school before I went back to grad school was um, I was in education. I got a provisional, a provisional license in, in Hampton, Hampton, Virginia at Kickatan High School. I taught ninth grade literature, special education. Wow. Um, I started a mentoring program at an elementary school at that time, and, and that was at uh, Robert E. Lee Elementary School. I was afforded the opportunity after teaching ninth grade literature to go back to Robert E. Lee uh, to be with my kids in my mentoring program. This is when my life took another change. I was coming back from a wedding in Philadelphia. To make a long story short, I went to bed um, that evening. I woke up the next morning. couldn't see it all anymore. Mm. I had a condition called optic neuritis in my left eye. And I had been shot at the age of 12, lost the vision of my right eye. 12 years later, and that's, there's something about the number 12. Oh, my God. And you talk about being connected to things. Yeah. So there's so yeah. much. It's, it's a crazy thing, right? Yeah. 24, you know, at the age of 24, 12 years later. Lost my vision um, due to optic neuritis. So that just set my life on another trajectory. I had to go to a school for the blind, learn to live again. And out of that, I started to speak. So, you know, I started to go to different schools, different agencies. And um, I, I found purpose in my pain, like I said. So that became a part of who I was and what I started to do. That's actually how we met um, in Baltimore. So, um, yeah, I started to speak. And, and after um, meeting Amber and seeing what she does and, uh, how passionate she is about her craft. I became passionate about it too. Just naturally by knowing a lot of people being out and about in, in the public, I became kind of a recruiter, right? For a lot of things. So sometimes she would, she would have a match. She was trying to make sure that Mike, I need this type of guy, this type of lady. I said, Oh, I know so-and-so they live in Dallas. I know so-and-so they live in DC. So I try to make that connection there. He's still our best recruiter. He yeah. knows everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and and from there, just so many other things started to happen. So, um, uh, one of my good friends, David Bigness, um, afforded me the opportunity to be to officiate his wedding. Had to go through a process to do so. So after that, people just started to ask me to do their weddings when they found out. So I've done. I have a couple weddings under my belt. Uh, I married her 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 sister and uh, my my soon to be brother in law. So yeah, so I've done that. I did a wedding recently for my friend Sean Evans in uh, South Carolina. So um, that's a part of what I do now too, which is amazing that it's come full circle because we're actually. Um, working, we're, we're really working the love business on both sides. So, yeah. yeah. And I've been doing couples coaching as well. So I, I've had been blessed with many opportunities to make sure, um, people stay in relationships after going through hard times and some, some significant trauma too. And, um, so we've been able to tap into that. And, and what I do when I, when I do the couples coaching is we work on the past, the present and the future. And, and as you know, dealing with the past, we have to, we have to delve into, a lot of trauma and the things that they've uh, experienced in their life and try to figure out how that um, articulates in their relationship too. Mm -hmm. So we can find patterns and kind of, kind of fix some of those interpersonal relationships. I mean, everything is so well woven in your individual lives and together. Um, I love my favorite thing about what you just said was that you find purpose 
from pain because that is life. Nobody goes through life unscathed and it's up to us. Do we want to learn from what has happened and look at things as gifts and then utilize that to better ourselves and better the world and to give back. And so I love that you have done that. And it just, and I love that the two of you together are this like, you are a love couple, but then you you bring it into your lives every day and you help people with their love lives. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And one thing about Mike, he's super authentic, which means he overshares. And so I feel like he tells people the good, the bad, and the ugly, like everything about being in love, being in a relationship. Like, of course, we share like wonderful trips and all the amazing stuff we do. But on social media, he's also shares funny stories about arguments. And I think that's why people are drawn to him. He's just very real and very authentic. Actually, Jamie, since she she said that and opened up the door, I'd like to tell you something she told me today before we started this. Yes. I like my suit (laughs) I have on today, right? This is one of my favorite suits. So I put it on and she was kind of like, Hmm. Are you wearing that? I said, I, said, I, said, I said absolutely, absolutely, I'm wearing that. And I had another pair of glasses on, some some glasses that I, you know I have to wear at certain tents because light troubles my eyes. So yes. I brought these perfect frames, and she said mm, they make you look a little old. I said, mm. no, Mike so, has a really he dresses. So me. I he changed has a great the, sense of but, style. But I, but I had you know sometimes I tell I tell my couples this sometimes if 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 your significant other has said something to you or done something to you, um, you have the right to articulate how you feel in that moment. And I thought about what I told other people and I told her she hurt my feelings about the glasses. I said, that hurt. And if I were to say that to you as a woman, I, I probably would have a problem that evening, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I can't say <laughs> Okay, okay, wait. Now I'm going to do a little couples coaching. Just really yeah. I love Here's it. I love it. Here's the thing. I yeah. would say to my couples that you can, you should feel, you should say how you're feeling. I say it, I'm feeling this way. And it's not your responsibility how the other person's going to react. And you don't have to even understand each other, but just validate each other's feelings. Absolutely. 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 As long as you're not judging. Absolutely. Although today was there a judgment? (laughs) I I felt it. I felt it a little bit. It was all good. It's all, but one thing I also say, when, when, when you're in a relationship like, like we're in, or anybody for that matter, uh, especially when you find yourself being in love and you're committed and, and, and you're working on devotion, right? There's, three, there, there's something you should do three times a day. You should kiss in the mouth three times a day. Mm. Once, for, once for falling in love, once for being in love, and once for staying in love. And, and when we do that. We constantly Probably do more that. than three times yeah, a day. Yeah, you know, at least two. <laughs> Yeah, so so it kind of breaks up all the monotony and all those 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 downsides. Yeah, yeah. So, so I love the symbolism of yeah. the three, and then obviously mm-hmm. you can kiss as much as you want, but like Absolutely. I love that is so intentional. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love that. I heard a story once about I don't know if it's true, but about Julia Roberts and her husband when whoever comes home from work or wherever they were and they haven't seen each other the whole day, they have like this um, embrace where they have to hug for 60 seconds or at least a minute where they're like chest to chest and just like yeah. holding each other so yeah. some people do that some people yeah. Yeah. you guys can add that into your repertoire yeah although yeah let's do it now <laughs> okay i'm starting the time okay so um mike anything else that you would like to add about your work and then i can ask you more questions about your relationship to yeah. I think that's about it. Most people can just find everything I do on my website, MikeLeeInspires.com. 
So yeah, that's about it. I mean, I can already tell that you are an amazing speaker because I'm guessing that when you speak, sometimes it doesn't even come from you. It comes through you yeah, from yeah, spirit. Yeah. Um, little preacher ish like. And I just can see I can just see that you have that that gift. Thank you. Um, and such a in such a genuine, genuine way. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Yeah, his grandmother's no longer here, but she would always say that he'd be a great preacher, and he would. More than one person has told him that. Maybe one day. But even like getting up, speaking in front of a group of people, and or officiating wedding, Mm -hmm. you're. It's like there's a such a beautiful essence and energy that comes out of you, and I'm sure the words that you say are so meaningful. You know, and one thing about the weddings I've been able to officiate, I've known all the participants, right? So um, that that's what, what what's made it such an honor. I've, I've yeah. been able to actually, like you said, speak from my heart and speak from my core. So um, I, yeah, I, and, I, and I take time to actually talk to the couples. Uh, although I know them, I know them as friends. I don't know them as, you know, as lovers, right? As significant yeah. others. So you get, you get into the nuances of their relationships and we deal with that. And a lot of that comes out um, in the wedding too. So yeah. I think that's- so you're saying you meet with them beforehand, like, like a priest or a rabbi does, like you do sessions with them beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's interesting. You just said something about a rabbi. I met a gentleman recently. Um, we just took a trip this weekend. We, we we often try to take trips to spend time together and kind of decompress and unplug. I spoke to a gentleman who actually had, he, he's Jewish and he had officiated a couple of weddings. And we were talking about the tradition when they step on the glass. Yeah. And by the way, I'm Jewish, so go on. Oh, so oh, so so check this out. So, so this may resonate with you. Yeah. So, I under, he was telling me, and I said, well, what does that symbolize? And he was saying how they actually keep the pieces, too. And it's about the broken pieces being broken. But, you know, all the shattered pieces mean there's life and there's love and there's, you know, a connectivity about they it. They put right? it by the front door, and right? It, Do you know this tradition? You put it by the front door of your home? Oh, that, that's, the, uh, that's the other thing. You put they the put those in the container? Yeah. So you know about this, right? Um, yeah, I, I don't know where... The broken glass is reminding my husband's wedding, but I but he did step on but it. But you did. Yeah. Okay. But so, go on, go on. What was so amazing about that, you know, I have a saying that, you know, through tri- through trials and tribulations, uh, we're all broken and shattered, right? But it's important when you're in a relationship to make sure those pieces are accounted for so you mm-hmm. can't harm each other with mm-hmm. your trauma. Mm-hmm. And that resonated with me. That that was just a beautiful thing that that, that was a part of the of the ceremony in, a, in, a, in the for him to say that. That meant a lot to me. So a lot of what we do resonates across cultures and religion. Oh and that's my God, a, yeah. It's a, a beautiful thing, yeah. Yeah. A beautiful thing. Also, like, what I've always interpreted the glass thing is, um, it's like just the the yin and the yang of life, the, the, that, that your relationship is not going to be perfect, but yeah. that you can, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it. Absolutely, right? yeah. I'm sure there are so many different interpretations of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like, where is that glass? I don't even know. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> maybe we'll break another glass. Yeah. <laughs> you guys could break a glass to your wedding if you. Yeah, break it. we should. Yeah. yeah, we should put that in, incorporate that into the wedding. Yeah, absolutely. I'll fly down and be the rabbi for that part. Come on. Yeah, come on. come on to Puerto Rico. That's yeah, what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, ironically, we, um, Brian and I had part of our honeymoon in Puerto Rico. Really. Uh, Yes. We need to talk offline about that. Yeah. Love to. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now with you guys, 
let's just do something really fun because I like to have fun. And, and I heard from you guys that you guys are both really fun. Yes. Let's do like rap, not necessarily rapid fire, but um, free associating your answers where you're not going to write this down. Mm-hmm. You're just going to say it. Okay. I and <laughs> you can like switch off going first. Okay. I'm going to ask a question. You're going to know the answer. I almost want you to write it down so that you don't like, you're not writing it down. Never mind. I was going to say, so you don't like cheat and, and take the other person's answer, but you guys won't. So here's yeah, the question. Okay. First question. What is the key to your successful, sustainable relationship? Think about it. Let it come to you. What is the key to your successful, sustainable relationship that can inspire people, whoever's watching, and who's going first? I'll go first on this. Go. So I think it's the ability to laugh easily together. Uh, We've been through some really challenging stuff, but we always find like laughter and humor to, you know, pull us out of those tough times. Love it. Mike. Mine's perseverance, which, which, Mm. which is a part of the laughter as well. Right. So I guess that could be a part of it, but we've been through so much in such a short period of time and being able to, um, overcome that together. Like I, I lost my father. Uh, she lost her father uh, very close together. I lost my grandmother at the same time to Alzheimer's. And I was, me and my mother were like primary caregivers for her. So she was a part of that. So dealing with all that, her cardiac arrest and uh, like so many different uh, obstacles we've been dealing with. So to be able to, and laughter is a part of that, being able to laugh out, uh, laugh and cry away through that. So perseverance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perseverance and sense of humor. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Next question. I did not even plan these out. So next question is, okay, I want you guys to tell me your, oh, I love this question. I, I, I'm making a documentary about for couples, and this is one of the questions that I love asking, okay? Why do you choose to be married? No, you guys are about to be married. So why do you choose to be married, married, as opposed to just not married to this person? I mean, or just staying together. What is it about marriage? Your first. You first oh, you first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> to, 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 uh, I think it's a part of what I just said too. Um, everything we've been through, because we were on the other side of that before. We were like, oh, we just be, be together and not be married. But I think um, because of what we dealt with in the recent past, there's no other person I'd rather be with, no other place I'd rather be than with her. So I, I think, uh, yeah, our experiences. Uh, we're married because this is who I need to be with. And you didn't see this, but I just pointed like meaning like, yes, when you said that there's no one else you'd want to be with, that yeah, is yeah. so key when I talk about what makes, like how you know that you're with the right person. There's no one else you'd want to be with. Yeah. We're right there. Head on. You got it. Okay. Amber, <laughs> what's your answer? Yeah, I was going to say, really, for me, I feel like marriage is like the practical part of it. Like, no matter what, like, Mike's always been my person. I've always been 100% confident in our commitment to each other. But then going through like medical trauma and all those things, you think about who do you want to make decisions for you? Is it your mom or your spouse? And like, so for me, no, I don't (laughs) want my mom making decisions. I want Mike. So it's like all the practical stuff that just solidifies it for everybody else. What we already knew we had together. And I think I'd just like to add, um, I mean, I remember when I first, so I've been married for almost eight years. And I just remember when I first got married, I loved the feeling, like people would ask like, well, what 
what's the difference? Like now you're married now. Like what's the difference? And I, I would say there's not that much of a difference, but like the, the slight difference was like that I felt um, even more like we belonged to each other. And yeah. that was like, that was a good feeling. Like we belong to each other yeah. Yeah. as opposed to just um, being a fiance or, or a boyfriend and girlfriend. It was, it's, it's that different. Um, it's just a little bit of a different essence. Yeah, I can totally see that. At some point, you're too old to be saying, this is my boyfriend or this is my girlfriend. <laughs> but it is so cute because I do have some couples that are, or some clients that are like in their 60s and 70s and then like they start dating. And and I'm sure that you, I don't know if you've had them yet, but you might have them. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 definitely. We met, a couple, I, we met a couple this weekend, just like that. They oh, were yeah. Older and then that married. Yeah, yeah. 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 My Nana, who is now 97, I think, she had a boyfriend because um, my papa died 20 or 30 years ago. But she had a boyfriend um, who was her boyfriend until he died at like 103. And that was a few years ago. I love so it. she'd be like, this is Ben, my boyfriend. You know? yeah, that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Really time. Okay. So we still have some time. So next question. Um, so we did the key. Um, oh, this is good. So in every relationship, there is conflict. And I always say that it's so important to know how to fight in a nice way, you know, in a, in a way that's productive. So what would you say, like, when you get into, like, any little arguments, what are your tips that work for you guys that you can inspire the viewers with? Yeah, so I'm going to go back to humor. Like, I feel like we have just this, we've mastered the art of being playful, not to downplay the situation or take away from the other person's feelings. But sometimes like when you're in a heated conversation, you need somebody to just like remind you like, okay, I love this person. Like we're in this together. And so just like adding a little playfulness in there. I think we do that very well. You know, we're still tackle serious issues, Mm -hmm. but I feel like we're able to, you know, bring a softer side to it instead of like getting to the point where like the point of no return. I think some couples get to that point where you're getting so angry, you're saying things that you're going to regret later. I feel like we diffuse it before we get to that point. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Michael, I just wanted to call you Michael. Let's hear from you. I would say um, the ability to listen to, you know, a lot of times um, we want to be heard, especially when we're in pain and we're hurt, but we don't, we don't actively listen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's important. Uh, and, And I'm sure you do as well. So, she deals with that with her clients as well. Like sometimes you need to learn to just listen because there are times when people just want to be heard. Um, they don't necessarily want you to rectify the situation, but they want to feel like they're heard. And I find that in so many, in so many it, people in all different levels of their relationship, that's one of the main things people have heart issues with mm-hmm. communication. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I've said this 30 times to my significant other. I've said this 20 times to my husband. He's just not listening. He's not listening. So, mm-hmm. That, that, that's a part of it. Um, letting letting your partner know I am listening, um, and, and and being disconnected when you're listening to, and that's a hard thing to do in this time and age, right? We got kids, we, you know, we got the, we got Zoom calls, we got the phone going, we got the TV going, shutting everything down, and just being in space where you can you can talk and you can be heard. I think yes, that's- yes. I mean, 
It's I'm going to add one more thing I just thought of while you were talking. I think something we do really well is admit when we're wrong. And I think a lot of people hold on to like that pride and they just want to be right. And it's like that saying, would you rather be right or be loved or whatever? I don't know what the mm-hmm. saying is, but like, so you like, sometimes he'll tell me something. And even though I'm so stubborn and I want to hold on to what I believe, yeah. I will say to him, like after things cool down, I'll say, you know what, you were right. I, I see your point of view. And I think just being able to like swallow your pride and like tell your partner, like, okay, you were right. I see things your way goes a long way. Oh my God. Yes. What you guys both said it's yeah. Owning up is so, so, so important and listening and because in life and especially in a relationship being heard and seen is one of the best feelings in this world. So yeah, you guys, I mean, you are on top of everything. (laughs) You really are. Um, Okay. So just wrapping things up, anything, um, don't even think about it. Just any advice, somebody's coming to you and they are maybe about to get married or they haven't met their person yet. What is, what do you want to tell them? What do you want to tell the viewers right now about the, um, how it's enhanced your life finding each other? You got it. I think that, well, at least for me personally, but for, I think for a lot of people, when you think about what you really value in life, like love is one of the highest values that I have. And I think a lot of people have that as one of their highest values. And in our society, a lot of people try to mask that, like they don't have it yet. So they buy the fancy car, they get the third master's degree. They do all these things like seeking you know, to fill that void in their life. And I think that, you know, I would just tell people at the end of the day, like the number of degrees you have hanging on the wall doesn't matter. The Maserati parked in the driveway doesn't matter. Like what really matters is who you choose to share life with. You know, life really is a journey and it's a lot more fun and enjoyable when you have your person to go through it with. Mm, I love it. Mike, Mike. You know, it resonates with me. I was talking to a good friend recently. Um, I think she was, she might've been listening to it. She's always listening when I'm talking on the phone, but you know, and he was, I love this guy. Like we came up together and he said, Mike, I don't know if I am built or meant to be in love again. Like I think relationships should just be kind of like a, you know, like an agreement. You decide to get together, you decide to get married, whether it's business or whatever. He said, he was kind of saying, I don't, cause I know he's been in love in his lifetime and I, I, I've seen him in love. He said, I don't think that's real. I think, and I, and I told him I beg to differ. Um, you can't allow your past indiscretions or your past relationships to dictate you finding love in the future. I think everybody um, is capable of being in love and capable of loving too. But sometimes we go through so much and we feel like, okay, maybe this, this couple, I can never reach that, but you can reach that, but it might not be in the package that you're looking for. You have to open yourself up and just allow it to happen. Well, God gives us what we need and not necessarily what we want. And so it is important to be open to yeah. whatever that, that to whatever God has planned for you. You know, you, I would say like have your three non-negotiables yeah. and then yeah. after that, but I love, I love both of your answers. I, I have this, um, one of my gifts is this intuitive sense of if couples have it and you guys have it. And I think that everything that I've heard, and this actually reminds me of my parents who just celebrated their 50th anniversary. Oh, is, awesome. 
is the laughter and the fun because you guys have brought it up multiple times and it's and the couples I've been interviewing for this documentary, it really is the common denominator that all of them say. You know, it's not the first thing that you would think of, but laughter, lightheartedness, and playfulness in life is is beyond priceless. Yes, absolutely. In a relationship, especially. Yes, yes. I think a lot of women grow up like with romanticizing, like Prince Charming's gonna come and do all these sweet things and but do you really want to like be in your heels every day trying to impress like your prince or do you just want to have fun and enjoy life? Well, now uh, I know you're going to say I should wear heels more. She, <laughs> she won't. She doesn't. She's like, no, thanks. I'm wearing flops today. I said, okay. We live in Puerto Rico now. So let's go. Let's go. It's okay. There was COVID where everybody's wearing sweatpants for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. There, cool. are, there are no more rules. Yeah, truly be. Okay, so one more time, um, both all of your website informations, individually together, everything. Yeah, so mine is selectdatesociety.com. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at Select Date Society. MikeLeeInspires.com. I have no idea what the Instagram is. Yeah, Mike Lee Inspires on Instagram and she Facebook as well. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. And as always, everybody can find me at therelationshipboxford.com, all my socials are there. You guys, it has been such, such, such a joy to talk to you. I hope I get to meet you guys in person one day. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank Thanks, you so much. Jamie. It was so great. It's been a joy. Thank you. Thank you. And for the viewers, join us every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio.